Well, listen, listen, why don't you start uh, helping us out in the kitchen? All right. Uh, you can start by sticking your face in, 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 in the freezer and making us some ugly things. <laughs> Evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be. It's me, your pal, Junkman. Back to annoy your asses with another fine, exciting version, or episode, I should say, of Junkman Radio. Welcome to the program. Glad to be back. Been taking a little time off and doing a little traveling and such. But back to rock your asses with the finest in cool music for my personal collection. And I give it to you, direct, from... Doll Hut Studios in Anaheim, California, the place for recording and rehearsing right next door to the world-famous Doll Hut nightclub, the scene of so many rock and roll and punk shows over the years, I just can't even get into it. It's just too many to list. You'd have to be here for a week and a half just to get through the short list. But anyway, it's a great place to be here in Anaheim, California at Doll Hut Studios. Always glad to rock, my friends. That's what we do. Yep. Contrary to what you've heard about Orange County, California, this place does rock, kicks ass, for so many reasons. One, well, <laughs> the fact that I reside here, and I got all kinds of stuff to lay on you all day and all night. Recently, in my town of Huntington Beach, California, where I live, right there by the ocean. Ah, oh, it's so beautiful. Sammy Hagar was uh, going to do a big party there recently and uh you know you got to read the fine print on these things you know when you're putting on a festival the promoters just have to be able to make sure that they do the right thing and make sure that all the boxes are checked apparently they didn't so they had to cancel the festival but uh sammy of course you know he's 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 quite a guy he's he's a rich guy he's a good guy he's got everything going and he's promised he'll make up for it and i'm sure he will so sammy's going to start out the show for you with a little high hopes from uh, some of his solo work right here. It's me, Junkman. Get ready for a great show today. Interview coming up in a little while with a special guest and a lot more. It's Junkman Radio. Welcome to it. Another dream goes up in the smoke. Huh. 
Junkman Radio, that is, uh, that's Slipknot. Yep, Slipknot. Great song called Dead Memories. Going back, uh, well, a few years on that one. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Corey Taylor and the guys firing up the Slipknot engine again. That's coming to you. Um, very soon. I'm actually, I'm going to go see them um, in about a week or so. 
So very excited about that. No doubt about it. Uh, what did we do before Slipknot? We did Alice in Chains. And again, it's a song you don't hear a lot for some reason. I always thought it was one of Alice in Chains' very uh, better songs during the uh, the version of Alice in Chains, which, uh, of course, included uh, the original singer Lane Staley. You know, great song. And uh, again, it's called Again. <laughs> How about that? All right, uh, I got ooh, Guns and Roses, man. You know what? I'm I'm straining to take a look at my at my log over here that I do. You know, with each and every song I play. At the same time, engineering uh, on the on the mixer board, and the button fell off my mixer, the slider button. So I'm kind of uh, you know navigating that, so to speak, to make sure that everything sounds great. Uh, Montrose played uh, before Guns N' Roses. So I did Guns N' Roses pretty tied up from the Use Your Illusion uh, double set. Uh, Montrose with Rock the Nation before that, and Sammy Hagar started things out with High Hopes, a little double shot of Sammy Hagar. As I alluded to earlier in the program, the, uh, the big beach bash that he had in my town of Huntington Beach uh, was canceled due to errors in the, in the uh, promotional staff and the promoter itself um, overlooking a few odds and ends that they needed to overlook or that they needed to look into. Man, I'm like tripping over my words today for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's uh, been out for a couple of weeks and back to rock him. But anyway, so uh, so hopefully Sammy will, will be able to make things up. He's, he really seemed very concerned about that. And of course, you know, I mean, you know, you don't want to drag your name through the mud on something like that. But, uh, you know, hopefully he'll, uh, he'll get that all taken care of quickly. All right, right now I got a song. I'm not even going to do an intro for you. I'm going to play it, okay? That's what I get to do here on Junk Band Radio. I want you to listen to this song, and then I will tell you about it after we play it, okay? So uh, this song is just simply called Arrows. It's Junk Band Radio. Bless the child who thought its life was green string and brown. the youth for realizing they could hear the truth bless the man who sought to love but fell in
Junk Man Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, that was something brand new from Bill Wardband. Bill, of course, uh, you know him from uh, Black Sabbath, but Bill Wardband. And a message that Bill and his, uh, his friends have to you that uh, goes like this. And it says, hello, my name is Bill Ward. And, I just, and you just heard Arrows, a song I wrote after the Las Vegas mass shooting on October 1st, 2017. My heart was saddened and impacted enough to write, I hope something uplifting for the survivors and those still in grief from that solemn day. My thanks to our production crew, the Bill Ward Band, and the guests who performed so well on this record. To all, love, and forever. And we thank you, Bill, for that. Uh, a great band that he put together, um, including my friends James Lomenzo and Brian Tishy and others. And, of course, uh, a, a really, really nice song. Uh, again, uh, about the victims of the Las Vegas mass shooting in 2017. And uh, I want to thank Bill for, for, uh, for putting that one out. Very nice. Bill Wardband and Arrows. Play it again sometime. It's Junk Band Radio. This is Joe Satriani.
felt for you right from the start. Now when we meet all kinds of things, it seems upset the apple cart.
Junk Man Radio. Yeah, baby. The coolest band out of Long Beach, California in quite some time. That's Rival Sons and All Over the Road. You've seen them. <laughs> Saturday nights. <laughs> Cars swerving in and out, left and right. The Ruddles before that with Ouch. One of my favorites from them. Ah, yes, the Ruttles. Yardbirds with over under sideways down preceded that. I played the first record I ever bought with my own money, the Count Five and Psychotic Reaction. And I started things out with uh, my boy Joe Satriani and uh, from his Surfing with the Alien album, Ice Nine. Hope you like that. It's Junk Band Radio. Hey, it's Junk Band. I have a special guest, a very special guest, an old friend of mine, <laughs> and yours too as well. Uh, from the band Marishi 10, I have vocalist and leader of the band, my old friend Linda Liu. How are you, Linda? I'm doing very well. It's nice to get to talk to you. Yeah, it's been a long time, a very long time since we spoke. We, yeah. I, uh, I knew Linda from previous projects back in the day. Mm-hmm. We used to see each other quite a bit up in Hollywood. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah. funny. I don't get up there a whole lot anymore. I just, you know, it's there's just not a lot going on for me uh, in terms of live music. But in terms of new bands, I'm right on on it. And this band right here that you've got, Marishi Ten, is really, really cool. Tell us a little bit about, first off, the name Marishi Ten is different. Um, tell, mm-hmm. us a, tell us a little bit about how that name came about, what it's all about. And then uh, we can talk a little bit about what's uh, going on music-wise here. Sure. Well, Marishi Ten comes from the name of a, a goddess, a warrior class goddess, and she basically makes her followers fearless. Um, and I think we all could use a little bit more of that. <laughs> so, Absolutely. I, I know I could, especially at the time of starting this band. So, um, you know, I came across it and I was like, it just worked for me. And then I, I really loved it's like the, all of the ideas of the imagery that surrounded it. Um, and then the more I got into it, the more it really like affected some of the songwriting and, and the lyric writing and just the idea of like what you could be capable of if you could embody those characteristics and, and you could be, you know, like that deity. So, wow. You I, are, you yeah. are a goddess. That's for sure. I mean, you know, oh, well, thank people, you. <laughs> people, if you haven't, if you haven't checked out the videos, they are, you can see them on YouTube. You can see them all over the place, but yeah, you've got some really cool stuff going on video wise, but the music is just, it's awesome. Um, now you. is this something you've been putting together for a long time or is this just kind of yeah. like brand new? No, I've been working on it for a while, you know, and I mean, as is the case with most creative projects that you're like, oh, wow, this is cool. You know, I mean, it's new to everybody else, but it's been a part of my life for a while now. And, um, you know, it's it really kind of taken over like where I put all my creative energy. And because, you know, I get to do so much with the imagery and stuff, it's like I'm really immersed in the music and you know, do all the writing. Mostly the writing happens in the, um, in a studio I have at home. Um, and then, you know, I go in and work with different producers and, um, you know, work with different musicians to do the live show and to record. But, um, but yeah, every, I get to kind of just do everything and I have a lot of fun with the videos and the photos and the artwork and everything that goes along with it. So, um, yeah, I kind of have been like eat, sleeping and breathing Marishi 10 for the past couple of years. And now everybody's just kind of getting to see it. 
It's great. It's just, it's awesome. I love, I love the direction that you've gone. Cause you know, I knew you from a former band and it went one yeah. way. This goes like a definitely to the left, you know, or to, well, not, not politically wise, yeah. but I'm just saying it takes a left turn. It's different. Yeah. And I love it. It's very updated. It was always kind of brewing underneath there, you know, and it's one of the reasons why, you know, I kind of wanted to move on and, and start a new project. I had a lot of ideas for things that I wanted to do and, you know, like this lifetime is finite. So if you're going to do it, you have to go do it. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's just, yeah, again, I really like the direction this is going. So let's get our listeners to get a little uh, taste of it right here. I'm, uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, there's a great song called enemy now that I really, really dig the, the, uh, the video for this thing. It's just, uh, tell us a little bit about enemy now, if you will. Sure. Um, well, that's the last track that we just released as a single. Um, and again, it's a lot about like the embodiment of the idea of Marie Chiten. And that's where I got the idea for the video. It kind of takes you through like a ritualistic process of invoking this deity. And um, I had an, an idea of what I wanted to do and a basic idea for a treatment. And um, there was a director that I've always loved and, and admired his work. His name's Chad Michael Ward. And I had just been thinking he might be somebody who would be really good to shoot this and he's local. So I looked him up on Facebook and he had just then posted maybe about like a few hours before um, something on his Facebook that said, hey, I'm going to be moving to the Midwest with my creative partner to start, you know, a new production company. So if you're in L.A. and you ever wanted to work with me or shoot with me, now's, now's the, the time. time. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's all I need. Uh, so, yeah, we, we had a meeting and then shot the video very shortly after that. And um, I was really, really pleased with the, you know, the final result and and uh, the kind of the fun that we got to have with it. Now, how long of a time process did it take to uh, to do this video? Did it, did it hold him back on moving to his new place or? Was it no, pretty quick? I mean, it went pretty quickly. Um, I mean, Chad's a pro, so um, he worked quickly. And uh, we basically just, we shot the whole thing in, in 10 hours at wow. a studio downtown. Um, and it was a simple concept, but, you know, and like, if we had more time, I would have loved it. But, you know, you do what you can with what you have. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, he turned it around very, very quickly, but it was, it was a 10 hour shoot in just one studio and, um, you know, playing with a lot of like fire and smoke and energy. <laughs> the kids love it. <laughs> I had a great time. I mean, Absolutely. I can do that stuff every day. I can do it every day. Uh-huh. This is awesome. Well, let's crank it up. Let's uh, give it a shot. This is brand new from Marishi 10 and it's called enemy now. And I'm speaking with Linda Liu, the leader of Marishi 10. We'll be back with her in just a minute. So hang on the line there, Linda. Okay. And I'm going to crank this up right now. This is Enemy Now.
Brand new from Marishi 10 and Enemy Now. Wow. Totally. Awesome. Nice work. Thanks. I got I got Linda Lou, their leader on the line with me right here. And uh yeah, that that one kicks ass. So Thank you. I'm glad that, you like it. That is uh that is the cool video of the week for me, you know. I uh awesome. I'm wondering too, I was talking with you on the break a little bit. It shows off your your uh Japanese tattoo letters on the back and you yep. said they, they mean family and other things, too? Yeah, yeah. I was mentioning before that uh, my father that raised me was is Japanese and born in this country, but I definitely had a very, a lot of um, Japanese cultural influences in my life growing up, so I think sometimes that comes through. Mm-hmm. That's neat. Yeah. Gets you in that frame of mind for writing, or is it? Uh, do you use that with a lot of different aspects of your life? Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess... What we we are heavily influenced by the people that raise us. <laughs> I I wholeheartedly agree. Believe me, trust me. My parents are pretty much responsible for everything I do. To be honest with you, they were very yep, very. Uh, they sound they sound like cool people. Yep, they were. Hey, they made a pretty cool son. That's all I can say. <laughs> Man, this is just so cool. I love when the I love when friends of mine have new projects that I can help them promote, and it just it makes me feel really good. So. Tell us a little bit about maybe websites and places where people can find uh, Marishi 10, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we try to be everywhere. Um, the music's really easy to find because we're on pretty much like any streaming source that people use, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Bandcamp, um, and then on social media, you know, Instagram. So we're Instagram and it's uh, Marishi 10 official, um, our website, marishi10.com. And YouTube, too, if you want to check out the video to that song, we have a YouTube channel, which is just the backslash, you know, Marishi 10. And, yep. uh, now it's M-A-R-I-S-H-I and the letter T-E-N, not the yes, number 10. and the letter T-E-N, Marishi yes. 10, yes. which was confusing. We played a show a while back um, before we did our EP. We did, like, some warm-up shows and stuff, and we played at the Viper Room, and um, I had sent a stage plot over, but it didn't get there. And when we showed the sound guy, was like, was like, oh, how exactly how many of the, you are there? And I was like, four. <laughs> <laughs> Team Stars bass drums. And he was like, oh, okay, I saw the name, and I I thought like, is this like a ten piece band? Yeah, right, right, like, right, oh, right. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with nothing wrong with overkill when it terms to, when it comes to. Uh, to uh, equipment wise. To live you know? performance? Oh, Absolutely. yeah, I know. I'm, I'm all about it. Oh, I got all a backup amp now. Great. Definitely. <laughs> wow, this is awesome. So, you're going to be doing uh, some live music stuff soon? You said that you got yeah. musicians that you're assembling and things like that where people can come and see you? Yeah, yeah. We're working on the live show now and, uh, and it's going pretty well. And, you know, like I said, it's a learning process for me too because. Some of those songs have been played live, but some of the the newer ones have never been played live before. And I kind of just I wrote them and I, I write with a guitar at my studio at home and then I write another guitar part and then I start filling things in and doing the vocals over it. So, you know, a lot of these songs I've never sang and played live before. I, you know, recorded the guitars and that's kind of a separate part of my brain. And then doing the vocals is another part. So um, it's actually been some like mental gymnastics for me to kind of. <laughs> I like that. doing them live and you know and then splitting up the parts there's a lot going on with guitars so it's like plays what live and how do we make it as impactful as possible with two guitars without you know playing to live tracks and stuff so um yeah it's but it's fun i love doing that stuff it's got a very interesting sound it's almost 
And it's got like an industrial bit, but it's got the, just the full-on heavy slipknot type of thing going on. And then, you know, your vocals on top of that. It's just, there's, a, I could, I could sense a lot of different kind of influences that came into this. And it's kind of well, like, you a, know, I'm the biggest classic rock fan ever. And, yeah. and, and, and I love classic metal and I love new wave British metal and I love black metal. So, um, you know, it's it, the, it, like little things seep out, but it's always interesting. I know where my influences come from. And when I start to write something, I can kind of like pull from where in my brain that was stored, you know, like, Oh, well, this reminds me of, you know, like something Judas priest or, yeah. you know, this reminds me of like something that you're like, what would Ozzy do thing? But like when other people listen to it, I'm always curious to hear the influences that they pick out, you know, and what they relate it to. Cause it's always something a little different. Well, there's your T-shirt right there, WWLD, What Would Linda Do, you know? That so, might be a tattoo. There you go. Honestly. Why not? <laughs> hey, I don't even need any credit for doing that, so there you go. Yeah. So, I totally. don't know. Don't get too many tattoos, okay, Linda? Not too many. Don't get any uh, Don't God, get any of those Takashi 6 9 face. Yeah, no, I don't have one. The, the two promises I made to my mom <laughs> and my late mom was, you know, if I could keep those two promises, that's that's fine with me. I said no motorcycles. And no tattoos for me. And that was it. You know? Oh, yeah. I've never made either one of those promises. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we're all, we're all different. But they look good on you. I like it. And you can see in the videos, you can watch your tattoos, too. There's a lot of skin in those videos, Linda. Ooh, well, you know, racy. You, the, the human form is awesome. And I agree. And sometimes you got to just, you know, if you're going to tell a story, you can't really half tell a story. You got to tell the whole story. Well, I got to say, as a male over here, there's been many males out there who were rather fond of your form. So you got to you got it going on there, lady. Very nice. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I hope I hope when people see it, they dig, dig a little deeper, too. And, you know, understand that it's not as much about being salacious as it is kind of claiming your power. Absolutely. You know, my girlfriend's a singer in a band too. And you know, and she's, she's, she's mm -hmm. all about saying, look, you know, um, listen before you look, you know, that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. That's what your ears are for and things like that. So yeah, absolutely. And it's great. But these videos really, really, really are all about you. It's great. I love it. It's just, uh, it's like, wow, there's my friend Linda. Look at it. Look, wow, look what she's doing there. It's cool. So, Well, I'm working on a concept for another one. So, And I, I have ideas in my head of, of uh, someone I want to work with. So I can't say yet, but if they wind up being able to work with me, it's going to be really fun and really cool and kind of spooky, and I'm excited about it. Well, let's hope they're not on the verge of moving to the Midwest like the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably get on a plane if I had to for that. Well, there you which go. Which I actually did for the other video for um, uh, Over and On. I went to, I flew to Austin to do that. I mean, you can't tell because it's all green screen, so uh -huh. it could be anywhere, and none of those places actually exist yeah. in actuality but um the place that did exist was my friend's house in austin where i wound wow. up shooting it and that was absolutely worth getting on on a plane to go do sure that's a great place i've been there before that's one of those few yeah. places that i've been to that you just you go there for the first time and you just feel like you're at home you know it's just it's, it's yeah so it's different a really than cool any, city. it's so different than anywhere else in texas now you're from texas aren't, from what i remember right no no okay I'm not. i got that a lot wrong of people thought i was because you know my my last band we played in Texas so much and we had a great fan base there. I loved playing there. Um, but I'm originally from the East coast. Okay. Um, yeah. From New Jersey and then Philadelphia area. But right. 
and I still have a lot of family on the East Coast, but I moved to um, Hollywood a really long time ago, and I, I've lived in Los Angeles longer than I've lived any other place in my life. So Me too. At this, at this point, it's 100% my home. I don't feel like it's a transient town for me. Like it's yep. Hollywood's my neighborhood, um, and I definitely have a sense of community here. I love this city. Well, there you go. I stand corrected. Why did I, why did I get Texas? <laughs> I have no idea. So who knows? But uh, we did play there a, a ton. There, yeah. I spent a lot of time in yeah. Texas. And like I said, like awesome metal fans there and at such a fun state with so many cool venues to tour in. Now that was with with which band was it? That was with Cockpit. Was it with Cockpit? Which is, okay, which cool. is who I, I was with when you met me. That was yep. my that band was my life for a really long time and and what an experience to, you know, tour all over the country and Yeah, an all-girl band with, on big with festivals. All girls, I mean, yeah, we 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 really, really went out there. We were like road dogs for a while and we bought a van and, and put a lot of miles on it. So, but it was, it was a really, um, like character building experience to do that. And I think we all learned a lot about ourselves. Hey, four girls on the road, man. You know, that's all that, that, that says it all right there. I still remember when you guys played at Rocklahoma, the year that I went and I went and that was when they had the tornado that knocked down the two stages. But the better story, the better story was your bass player getting her bass stolen. No, that some was guy. me. Oh, that was my you. Guitar okay, your guitar stolen. got stolen. But the guy but that they caught, back. yeah, they caught the guy that stole it, and it was a guy that worked for Chips Enough. And Chip, was- Chip made him go bring the guitar back to you, apologize, and then yes. they handcuffed him in the shitter on the bus and drove him all the way back to Chicago, mm-hmm. handcuffed mm-hmm. into the bathroom, and then they fired him and kicked him off the bus, which is it awesome. And <laughs> it was actually it was it was the uh, I, I'm believe if i remember correctly it was the bus driver's son yeah and like so he was already really lucky to kind of have an experience of going out and help. was like okay yeah. man, come with us and you can help out and uh he definitely blew his chance of ever doing that again Absolutely. so I think, I think he i think he probably was maybe in a little bit of an altered state of consciousness when he did that and <laughs> then think? i think he legitimately just got scared yeah you know like like was like oh man what am i gonna do now so but yeah that was um that was crazy that's a great I kind story. of had an idea it was him and i confronted him in catering and then um and he got really <laughs> nervous and then and then everybody was just like just so had my back to get this thing oh, back yeah. i remember was, yeah it was <laughs> but the i it love the so punishment i love the punishment that they dealt out on him <laughs> handcuffing him in the yeah, bathroom yeah well i mean it, it almost fits the crime <laughs> it sure did so, and you know, hey, there's a song to be written about about that right there. You know, a kind of a revenge song right there. You know. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I had almost forgotten about that. That was fun though. I, I remember I'd love everything. To go play Rocklahoma again. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know. Hopefully, no more tornadoes. <laughs> I know. Well, always a risk of that. Anything goes. Festival season. Well. I tell you, this is this is great stuff. I I really really liked it when I when I first heard this, and I was just like, I was so proud of you. Just my friend has come out with some cool music here, and Thank over and you. on. Tell us about over and on. I like that. Um, yeah. So that that was a song that I did. Honestly, I was trying so hard to put a band together in like a traditional sense of just like, okay, I'm gonna get some, gonna work some players. I wrote a couple songs. I started working with a like a solid lineup of people, and you know, I just found it. I'm going to be honest, I found it really, really hard to keep a solid band together. And everybody's got different priorities and everybody's in different stages of life. And people, it's LA, people want to play in a lot of different projects and then people move out of the area. And um, I was just like, you know, I, I 
don't want any of these outside factors to hinder making the best music I can possibly make for me right now. So instead of worrying about who's going to be in the band and how I'm going to keep it all together, all I'm going to focus on is writing the best music, in my opinion, I think that I'm capable of doing. And Over and On was part of a a group of songs that I wrote and decided to release it as a single just because, I mean, I would love to do a full album. I'm just releasing singles because I'm trying to be creative and do as much as I can in any day and then share it with people and not like be one of those people who takes six years to come out with a record and does nothing in between. Well, you got a home so, for it. You got to go. You yeah. got a home for it right here. Just so you know. Thank so, you. But, right. but yeah, that song was part of what came out of that. And, uh, and that's part of the reason why the video was what it was. I, a friend of mine said, why don't you do a video for it? And I, I said, I don't even, I don't even have like a, a so what am I going to do? Like just hire somebody like a band, you know, for, to do the video. And he goes, well, your video doesn't have to be about that. Your video can be about anything. It's just going to tell the story of the song. And I was like, perfect. We'll just do that. And, uh, and my friend who shot the video for it, um, is a composer, but he loves, you know, playing in the visual world and, um, was really amazing at doing some stuff with green screen technology. So we just had fun with it. I went to his house for like three days in Austin and, and, we filmed a ton of stuff that and some, some of the ways that that footage was filmed are absolutely hilarious. I mean, <laughs> so crude, like green construction paper and leaf blowers and, you know, very, wow. uh, very odd things like, you know, that, that we could figure out to kind of make a shot work. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, that's basically, you know, over and on is about, kind of uh, afterlife and purgatory and going through different stages of discovery till you get on to the next thing. Interesting. Very, very cool. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I really, really, I thank you for, for calling in and uh, letting us know all about it. You know, it's just, I love, thank you for, thank you for having me. Thank you for making a, a place where all of this music and other people's music can exist that, you know, isn't filtered and is just good stuff. It's the way it should be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, there should be no classifications. It's either, no. you know, it's this is what I think you're going to like. This is something that I think you're going to like. Blah, blah, blah. You know, any which way you want to go. It shouldn't have any any rules and regulations on what song that some <laughs> lawyer t- decided for you mm-hmm. to play. You know, it should be yeah. about the DJ or, you know, the musician, you know, and strictly yeah. that. So Well, it's very much appreciated. Thank Anytime. you for doing it. So hang on the line just for a minute. We're going to go crank out uh, brand new from Marishi 10. Again, you can find them M-A-R-I-S-H-I, the le- uh, the words T-E-N, mm-hmm. and uh, dot .com or, you know, social media anywhere. Anywhere you can find them, Spotify, whatever. And uh, she'll be coming out with a live act here pretty soon, too. So check them out. This one's called Over and On. And again, Linda Lou, thank you for uh, for calling in here. You're welcome. Anytime. Hang out just a sec. Crank this up, man. Crank it.
brand new from Marishi 10. That one's called Over and On. Hope you enjoyed that. My thanks to Linda Lou from Maharishi 10. Maharishi 10 for calling in and uh, talking about the new record. Again, go check it out. All right. I'm Junk Band. Junk Band Radio. That's a rainbow. I just was thinking about our good friend Ronnie James Dio, the late great Ronnie James Dio, just the other day. Let's give him a shout. Look out! It's Starstruck from Rainbow on Junkman Radio.
That's right. Junk Man Radio. Got it bad, 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 baby. <laughs> bad Reputation is the name of that song. That's Adelita's Way. Great band out of Las Vegas. They're just, uh, they kick ass, man. Great stuff. Again, young band, kicks ass. Love everything about them, man. Adelita's Way, the name of that band. For that, an oldie from Collective Soul. That song was called Heavy. My brother was uh, visiting me and uh, told me that he went to see Collective Soul recently. I said, yeah, man, I saw those guys a long time ago. Great band, cool song, Heavy, the name of that one. Song I really enjoy is uh, the the song that preceded that by a band called Red 37. A band that uh, was a great trio featuring J.J. Ferris, who was a guitar player and singer in the Tories, great L.A. band, along with uh, Brian Burwell on drums and Matt Nelson of the famous Nelson Twins on bass and vocals on that. But a great song called Crawl My Way Out. One of my favorite songs of the last, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 years or so. I just dig that one. Always gets me fired up. And the reason I play that one is the drum beat on that. You know, it's got that really, really cool intro. And before that, I played a great L.A. band called Masters of Reality. Now, uh, Masters of Reality, the song was called She Got Me When She Got Her Dress On. And playing bass on that was the late, great Ginger Baker, who just passed away recently. Ginger Baker, of course, you know him from Cream and Ginger Baker's uh, Air Force and Army and all the other, you know, forces that he came up with. <laughs> but just in, in blind faith, you know, of course. And uh, just a very influential drummer. There's an interesting documentary that's on Ginger. He's just He was such a an interesting guy. And the fact that he came up and he played drums for that band, like out of nowhere. I don't even really know the backstory on it. I'll have to go investigate a little bit, but uh, it was a great record by Masters of Reality. I think it was called Suffrage on the Suffer Bus or something like that, but that song right there, She Got Me When She Got Her Dress On, was just this great driving. In country, they would call it a 10-step, but, you know, I just dig it. Uh, she got me when she got her dress on from Masters of Reality. Started the set out with Rainbow and Starstruck. Why? Because I just felt like playing it, man. Nothing else. I just felt like playing it. So there you go. I do it. <clears throat> I give it to you. That's what I do. It's music from the heart for me, your pal, Junkman, on Junkman Radio. Here in Anaheim, California, Doll Hut Studios. Great new band that I dig. I'm going to have them on the show. I guarantee you that. I'm talking about Dirty Honey. This song is called When I'm Gone from Dirty Honey on Junk Band Radio. Crank it.
Junk Man Radio. Nah, I got nothing on my head, man. But uh, Raspberry Beret, the Prince song done by the Hindu love gods. Yep. Does that sound familiar? Does the voice sound familiar to you? Well, it's none other than the late, great Warren Zevon, along with the members of R.E.M. In a one-off they did, great record, the Hindu love gods and Raspberry Beret. Great song. Good version of it. I loved everything that Warren Zevon did. And that one right there, it just, you know, it, it came out of left field. It was like when the, when the Traveling Wilburys came out. They were like, whoa, hey, whoa, where'd that come from? That was kind of the same way when Hindu Love Gods uh, put out their record, their one and only record, you know. Uh, let's see, before that, Cherie Curry and Breed Darling. Ah, their killer, killer song, The Motivator, from their uh, new record. And they're touring. They're going to be coming to my town here in uh, beginning of December. So I'm looking forward to that. But they're going to be all over the place touring under the motivator. One uh, toe-tapping little ditty right there, an uh, old uh, obscure T-Rex song. They did a great job, along with a lot of other stuff on that record. So uh, go check them out when they come to a town near you. Cherie Curry and Breed Darling. Slash and Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators doing Anastasia was before that one. How about that for some guitar workout? Some of ba- Slash's best stuff, as far as I'm concerned. Hailstorm and Vicious, the title track of their latest record. And I started that set out with Dirty Honey and When I'm Gone. Isn't that a great song? I just love it. It gets me uh, all fired up when I hear uh, a young band like that kicking ass and taking names, you know? So I'm going to keep it rolling, man. Some new music. This is Brian Ray. Brian Ray, you, you will recognize him as one of the guitar players in Paul McCartney's band. But he's got a great song out called Pirate Radio that I'm going to play for you. And, of course, Pirate Radio, for any of you Los Angeles people, you do remember the Pirate Radio station that was out in the 80s and kind of came and went really quick. But, uh, you know, again, there was Pirate Radios and... In Great Britain during the day, there's actually a movie about it where they were broadcasting off a ship off the, uh, you know, off the coast of, of, of England because, you know, re- radio was so regulated back in the day. So, you know, here's one. This is Pirate Radio, brand new from Brian Ray. Crank it's Junk Band Radio with Pirate Radio. <laughs>
She certainly does. Hmm. It's Junk Man Radio. That's the who and squeeze box. <laughs> I remember hearing that when I was a kid, just going, yeah, all right, somebody said it. That's awesome. Open the door, pal. I <laughs> uh, love the who. That's from the who by numbers and squeeze box. Very cool. Played uh, the smithereens before it from Scotch Plains, New Jersey. And their version of The Outsider's Time Won't Let Me. That was from the Time Cop movie. A uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme film from way back when. But just great stuff from the smithereens. Frank Black did a great song called Headache. Very Beatlesque. And I just kind of wanted to play that after the song before that, which was, of course, Paul McCartney and Wings. From the Back to the Egg record, a song called Getting Closer. One you don't hear a whole lot, but just, you know, it's a cool Paul McCartney song. That, that For some reason, that I couldn't find that one for a long time on a CD. But I finally did, and uh, there you go. So the Back to the Egg record from Paul McCartney Wings, Getting Closer. Started things out with, with uh, Brian Ray, who incidentally is Paul McCartney's, one of Paul McCartney's touring guitar players, and a brand new one from him called Pirate Radio. Hope you enjoyed that one. I love it. Cool stuff. Great little sing-along. Toe-tapping as well, you know? Yeah, we got all kinds of stuff here at Junkman Radio, as you know. Here we are at show number 55, I do believe. Wowzer. How about that? Come a long way, baby, to get where you are today. All right, so it's about that time we salute our sponsors, and one of our sponsors here is VintageRock.com. VintageRock.com is a great website about all things vintage and rock and roll and so much more. They uh, got a lot of great articles and film and show reviews, rock and roll reviews and album reviews and just all kinds of fun things like that. And uh, giveaways occasionally, you never know. But uh, go check them out, www.vintagerock.com. And I do, on every one of my shows, a vintagerock.com six-pack, six songs, by a particular artist or a genre that fall under the vintage rock genre, I should say, without, you know, lack of better word. And, uh, you know, recently we lost Ginger Baker, drummer for Cream, who was such a groundbreaking band. You know, the best of, of, they just, they were three of the best guys that were out there in the 60s, in the late 60s, and they wanted to play together, and they just did. And Cream, they were basically the cream of the crop. And um, a serious uh, blueprint for the heavy metal bands that came after them. But uh, a very, very loud-based blues band. And, of course, Ginger Baker, a big part of that trio right there on the drums. And uh, so let's do a six-pack, vintage rock six-pack of Cream on Junk Band Radio. Crank it up, guys.
Rock.com Six Pack
Junkman Radio. Yeah, baby. You like that? That's right. That's a VintageRock.com six-pack of cream. That's right, guys. Cream. The cream of the crop of musicians. Eric Clapton, Jack Bruce, and the late, great Ginger Baker, as well as the late, great Jack Bruce, come to think of it. But uh, three guys that were just the biggest guys at what they did, and they decided to get together. And that's exactly what they did. And they, they became a legendary, legendary, groundbreaking band. And, um, man, six songs from them celebrate uh, the life of one Ginger Baker on drums. Crazy guy. You ever see uh, you know, the documentary on his life? He just really was kind of out there. But just a true jazz drummer. Just... <laughs> He had a lot of a lot of chops, man. And as a drummer myself, again, he uh he definitely influenced myself and many, 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 many other drummers. And uh just uh just great stuff. So we played six songs from them. That one right there was Badge. That one was written with uh, George Harrison. And um it was really the 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 keys, uh, B D G E E. And, uh, it was read as badge. Who knows whether they're, what they were under the influence of when they, when they read it back and decided that's what the title of it was going to be, but just a great song. Strange brew before that from cream white room was probably one of the, probably the biggest hit they ever came out with. Maybe perhaps the one before that with its legendary riffs, sunshine of your love. One of the first songs when I was a kid that anybody learned how to play on a bass or guitar. And it was so great because you could be so free with the drums with that. All you needed was a couple of rack toms and a couple of kick drums, and you were you were good to go. So I'm so glad. Just a really, really cool pop sounding song, you know, coming out in 67, 68. Just wow, you know, here they are. It's cream. I feel free, the same thing with that, too. It's just, uh, 
for a band that was just so heavy, that was just so pop at the time. And everybody was, you know, wearing afros and dig low clothing and all kinds of stuff like that back then when uh, when it was swinging London and all the hippies over here and just a lot of fun. So anyway, just a, a big salute to VintageRock.com. Go check out the website there, man. Lots to, uh, to check out, in fact. Uh, lots of articles and things. I contribute to them quite a bit. And, uh, you know. And it's www.vintagerock.com, a vintagerock.com six-pack right there featuring cream. All right, some cream of the crop right here, some really cool musician bands, all-star. This one's the Winery Dogs, Billy Sheehan, Mike Portnoy, and Richie Kotzen, also known as Winery Dogs. And this is Elevate from the Winery Dogs on Junk Band Radio. Crank it up.
Junkman Radio. About that one right there. That's called Collide. That was Black Country Communion. The band uh, Supergroup, you know, wrapping up a set of those. Supergroup, that uh, cream set got me pumped up for that. So how about a little update on that, you know? Black Country Communion featuring the great Glenn Hughes on bass and vocals. Joe Bonamassa on guitar. That's right. Derek Sherinian on keyboards. And uh, Jason Bonham on drums. Very, very cool stuff. That's from their Black Country Communion 4 record, which was basically their second record. How about that? Sons of Apollo before that. Killer super band featuring uh, Derek Sherinian once again on the keyboards on there. And uh, Mike Portnoy on drums. Billy Sheehan on bass. Ron Bumblefoot Thal on guitar. And my buddy Jeff Scott Soto on the vocals. That song was called Sign of the Time. Very cool stuff from Sons of Apollo. Winery Dogs kicked off that set, as I uh, mentioned before. Billy Sheehan, Richie Kotzen, and again, Mike Portnoy. Some of the creams of the crop of the rock and roll crew, you know? Some of the best ones out there getting together and playing some music. I like that. It's been a lot of that going on the last couple of years. And uh, me, I'm just, you know, I like listening to... Musicians playing music, man. The guys that know how to do it, doing it right. So, very cool. That's what uh, part of Junkman Radio is all about, man. You know, I give it to you. Turn you on to it. Tell you who's doing it. Hopefully, you'll love it. So, but I'm about out of here for today. I'm going to take off. I'll be back with another episode. I uh, want to thank Linda Lou from Marishi 10 for calling in. And go check them out. I hope you enjoyed the music. I'll leave you with some Van Halen. Apparently there's no more Van Halen band, which, you know, it's okay. <laughs> I'm good with it. Saw the last of it. I was happy. But uh, we're going to leave you a little Dead or Alive from Van Halen D-O-A. It's Junk Band Radio. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time from Doll Hut Studios right here in Anaheim, California. Adios. <laughs>
Jump right. 